so much of our daily lives are connected to technology, whether it be email or text messages or laptops. And we really try to provide an experience for families to disconnect from all that technology and reconnect with, with each other and enjoy the outdoors. Welcome to Mitten Money, delivering insights from Michigan-based business leaders, big and small. William Zank, host of Mitten Money at TriStar Trust, loves nothing more than creating this masterclass so that you can get insight to guide your leadership journey in just under 30 minutes. Subscribe today and connect with William at mittenmoney.com. Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of Mitten Money. So no shocker here, but it's officially winter here in Michigan. Snow is starting to accumulate across our great state and so many outdoor hobbies and activities are starting to open up. However, keeping the pandemic in mind, how have some of these tourist-driven businesses operated throughout the pandemic? One such business that has been thriving is Crystal Mountain, which is located in Thompsonville, Michigan. Not only was Crystal Mountain recently named a top 25 family-friendly ski resort in America and being the only one from Michigan, but throughout the pandemic, they've had over 300,000 guests safely visit their resort. So how is this even possible? To answer this question and so many more, we're so blessed to have John Melcher on the podcast, who is the new CEO at Crystal Mountain. John brings a wealth of experience, having previously served as their COO since 2017. What's unique about his background, however, is before working at Crystal Mountain, he had the pleasure of working a 25-year career at Fifth Third Bank, working most recently as a vice president in commercial banking. So when John came to Crystal Mountain in 2017, he made quite the career pivot. If you're at all interested in the resort industry, the idea generation process for new attractions, or the importance of relationship building, then this is a podcast that you won't want to miss. So welcome, John, to Mint Money. Well, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be with you this morning. Absolutely. So let's go ahead and dive right in. So you have quite the education background with degrees from Denson University and an MBA from the Weatherhood School of Management at Case Western Reserve University. So it sounds like you had quite the opportunity to have a career pretty much anywhere. So why did you choose to work in Michigan? It's funny how I got to Michigan. I started my career in Ohio with the Third Bank. And at the time, it was pretty interesting. It was about a $7 billion bank. We just opened a loan production office in Cleveland, Ohio. And being from the east side of town, it was a great opportunity for me to join an organization looking to serve new markets and that were dominated by some much larger and established institutions. And so it was a lot of fun. I was there for about 10 years. And then back in 2000, the Third acquired old, old Kent Bank which got the third further into the Michigan market, also Chicago market. And an opportunity came up for me to move up to the Northern Michigan affiliate of Fifth Third. And the funny thing is my wife and I, probably a, a month before that, were visiting our family property, which was up on Drummond Island. Our family's been going up to Drummond for many years. So we're very familiar with Michigan and the area. And probably a month before that opportunity came up, we were heading back to Cleveland and my wife and I were kind of commenting in the car Boy, wouldn't it be a cool thing to be able to to live and work in northern Michigan? And you know, just a, a month later, we got an opportunity to move up. So I moved with the bank back in 2003, 2002, right around that time frame, to run the, the corporate treasury management group for Fifth Third in northern Michigan, which was a territory, pretty big footprint, US 10 North, including the UP. Wow, very impressive. And so talking about your background a little bit further now, so as you were just mentioning in the previous answer, working in commercial banking and then going and diving headfirst into the resort industry must have been quite the career pivot. And you talked a little bit about what inspired you to make the change, but 
at what point did you think that you could potentially make that pivot going from one field into another? I know for a lot of people, it's a scary thought going from one job in one field to another job in the same field, but making such a big career pivot from banking to the resort entry must have been definitely a, quite a scary thought. So what was the inspiration for that? And then how did you have the, also the confidence to make that type of move too? That's a, a great question. And in fact, you know, I, I really had a, an enjoyable career at Fifth Third and, and figured I would retire from the bank after many years. You know, being in Northern Michigan, there's pockets of prosperity, if you will, of, of cities, but a lot of pine trees in between them. So bankers in Northern Michigan have to be generalists and not specialize in particular industries, which I always found very interesting because it gave me a very diverse portfolio was able to work with a, a diverse array of clients in different industries, one of those obviously being hospitality and resorts. So I had a really good macro understanding of resort operations, certainly had several in my portfolio, and certainly got to know the Crystal team very well. Chris and Jim McGinnis, you know, we're leading the team here. And, you know, I had a great relationship with them, great relationship with the Crystal team. So that probably gave me a bit of confidence in that I had a very good understanding of hospitality and Crystal Mountain uh, jumping into it. And also had a great relationship with our team, which uh, gave me a lot of confidence. And at, you know, at 25 years into my career, I, I figured if there was ever a time to make a change, this was probably it and probably the, the time to do something like that. So it's been a lot of fun. Obviously, as I said, I, I had a great macro understanding, you know, but the devil is in the detail. So it's been a lot of fun getting into the details of our business. Sure, I can definitely see that. Pivoting to working and being at Crystal Mountain now, from a recent article I saw in Travel and Leisure Magazine, I read that Crystal Mountain was honored as one of the top 25 family-friendly ski resorts in North America, and also the only resort for Michigan, according to, the, to Yelp. So what are some of the ways, if you don't mind me asking, that you help ensure your resort is more family-friendly? And then is this something that's also important for companies within the resort industry? Yeah, great question. And absolutely. In fact, it, it starts with us being a family-owned business, which we have been since we opened the first ski hill back in 1956, which was a group of community members came together to create the first ski hill. And our mission here is to be the stage for exceptional experiences that connect people with self, others, nature, and ideas. And this has become even more relevant for families during the pandemic over the last 20 months. And even prior to that, you know, we really try to provide a great experience for families. So much of our daily lives are connected to technology, whether it be email or text messages or, or laptops. And we really try to provide an experience for families to disconnect from all that technology and reconnect with, with each other and enjoy the outdoors. And I guess at one of the one of the positive things of the pandemic is we continue to see a huge demand for families wanting to have that outdoor activity experience. And we've got the, a great playground to provide that experience. And we're also located in a great part of Northern Michigan where people can base out of the resort and enjoy the other amenities and activities that the region has to offer. So really gives family a time to, to focus on each other. You guys have quite a number of attractions at the resort itself, whether it be ski-related, golf, spa. How does this idea generation work? Is it something that you guys are able to go think about maybe once a year and try and plan out different and new attractions? Or is this something that could also come from guest suggestions at all? You know, a little of both. I mean, we certainly have a master plan and the culture that Chris and Jim McGinnis, our chairman and president, have created is just a very thoughtful 
and measured approach to our growth and, and new projects. So we certainly get input you know, from our stakeholders. So the folks that actually live here full-time at Crystal Mountain, certainly uh, guest feedback, but also you know, working with a team of professionals, land planners, architects, bankers, just to you know, make sure that we continue to have that, that very steady, but measured and thoughtful growth. Because you certainly don't want to you know, have explosive growth and not be able to continue the success. So it's definitely been a, a very measured approach that we've taken over the years and it's worked very well. Has there been a recent attraction that you guys have introduced within the resort itself that has surprised you guys that has caught wind and popularity a lot? You know, one that has been very popular is our Alpine Slide. And so that went in probably, oh, 10 or 12 years ago. And about three years ago, it kind of went viral on social media. We were getting people from all over the country that were coming out and wanting to ride the slide. So I think that's one that certainly sticks in my mind as one that we didn't anticipate having that interest that came across social media. Really cool. I really appreciate you touching on that. And so obviously we're in the middle of a pandemic right now. And I can imagine that for you guys, being that you guys are a resort, very guest centric, it was probably very tough to go try and pivot around that. And so I know for a lot of companies, COVID made planning for the future tough. However, I saw on your website that you guys had over 300,000 guests safely visit your resort. So how'd you guys make all this happen? You know, certainly I think like all businesses, we've had to be very nimble and creative through this whole uh, pandemic. And certainly it comes to having great partnerships. So we've got a great partnership with our local health department, the Benzie Leelanau District Health Department, that have really been instrumental in helping us stay in business, but also operate as, as safely as we can and keep our, you know, our employees and our guests as safe as, as we possibly can. But it goes to other partnerships. You know, we certainly work closely with the Michigan ski areas in de- developing a common safety protocols, also the National Ski Organization as well. So you know, working together and even across industries. So I can think of, you know, several meetings I've had with other businesses, other industries, whether it be conference calls through the Michigan Chamber of Commerce or a local chamber of commerce, because everybody, you know, was in the same boat trying to figure out how to adapt to, you know, operating in this environment. And again, it, it really comes down to, you know, being creative. You now one advantage that we have is we've got a lot of outdoor space that we can take advantage of which we certainly did and we continue to do. And also, you know, it's a shared responsibility with the folks that come up here. So, you know, everybody is in it together. And I think, you know, we've continued to see high demand for outdoor activities, which is great. So we're seeing a lot of people new to golf or new to skiing and certainly hope that that trend continues and we're able to convert them into lifelong enthusiasts. And so for those people who may be more new to taking up skiing, snowboarding, what may have you for different winter activities, what are some good ways with your experience you've seen in the past for someone to get started? I can imagine that they probably wouldn't want to go down the main ski hill first and that may be a little daunting, but there's probably a good progression to kind of make those gradual steps up to that, be that experience and to make those experiences. Yeah. So we're set up very well, great for learning. And so what I recommend to anybody that has not tried skiing or even golf is to have take a lesson from the the ski side, you know, we've got certified PSIA instructors that are great and will get, you know, people up to speed quickly so that they're comfortable getting on a chairlift for the first time or, or taking that first run. So I think that is important to probably any activity that you get involved in. If you don't have experience, certainly take a lesson and that will really set you up for success. 
And we certainly have, you know, all sorts of of lesson availability and types of lessons. So whether we want to be in a group setting or a private setting or family lessons, we do that for families as well too. So you know, try to make it more more of an experience and probably less of a lesson, although you're learning the skills that you need to become proficient at skiing. Sure. No, I really appreciate you touching on that. And so now time for our signature question. At Tricer, while as a firm, we provide comprehensive wealth management services to our clients at the center of all that are relationships. Building genuine relationships is something that we talk about every day. And I'm sure that you find relationships as a key part to being part of the community and at Crystal Mountain. So do you mind talking a little bit about that and maybe share any examples you've experienced firsthand with regard to the importance of building relationships within your career? Yeah, it's very important. And and certainly we consider ourselves much bigger than a resort. We really are a community and you can't build a community without strong relationships. And that goes for the many stakeholders that we deal with, as well as I guess anybody else, you know, we're, we're certainly stronger together. And for us, we've got quite a few, we've got property owners. Most of our lodging is, is owned by others. We also have uh, subdivisions on property. So a lot of times we act like a village in a bigger community than just the resort. Obviously we've got our guests, our employees, shareholders, and community partners. So you really have to have those partnerships in order to be successful. And I I think the last 20 months of dealing with this pandemic certainly, you know, focuses the light brightly on the on the need for partnerships. Cause I don't think anyone could successfully navigate what we've gone through without having those strong ties to other organizations and community to get through and kind of tackle the problem together, but also continue to build that important community aspect. For those people who want to learn more about yourself or Crystal Mountain, what are some good resources for the listeners out there? So you can certainly go to our website. As I said, we are up to speed on social media. So certainly our website, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And then also we just recently created a profile on TikTok. And so we post a lot of information through those channels, you know, up to date on what's going on here, as well as pictures and videos. So certainly a great way to connect with us. Or also, you can give us a call as well. So multiple ways to stay up to date and connect with us and figure out what's going on on a daily and weekly basis here. Of course, that's great. And so thank you again for listening to another episode of Mid Money. Please don't forget to follow our podcast so you don't miss when new episodes drop. Thanks, Sean. Thank you. You've been listening to Mitten Money sponsored by TriStar Trust. Subscribe to the podcast and learn more about how William and the TriStar Trust team can guide your small business at tristartrust.com. Mm-hmm.